0: I'm an independent podcaster, and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Steven here. I am currently standing in Super Nintendo World. I had no idea it was going to be open. Right now, they're doing technical rehearsals, and I, I renewed my pass. So frankly, I just showed up to ride, a, like I just went to ride Jurassic and stuff since I had the day off today. And uh, they're just letting people in Nintendo World. And I just got out of the soup I just got out of the Mario Kart ride. Wow, is all I can say. Anyway, oh. ah. Cool. Filled with odd fright. See Jurassic Rite. Bathed in amber light. See Jurassic Ride. Right. See Jurassic Ride. Right. Ride, ride. See Jurassic Ride. Right. Ride, ride. See Jurassic Ride. Right. Ride, ride. See Jurassic right. ride, ride. See Jurassic right See Jurassic, right. See, Jurassic Park. Hey everyone, Steve Ray Morris here, and welcome to See Jurassic Right. Happy New Year. I'm so glad to be back. I miss doing this every week. Uh, more on that later at the end, and you know, all that good stuff. But right now, I just wanted to put together this episode about my experience going to Super Nintendo World at Universal Studios Hollywood, because it was kind of an accident. But <laughs> And, you know, if you're not following theme park news, it always feels very everything kind of feels very far away to me personally, where it's like, all right, that thing's going to open in two years. So it kind of caught even me by surprise where it was like, I this thing was being built because I have a Universal Studios Pass. So, you know, I'm seeing the progress a decent amount. You know, I try to go, you know, once a month or something like that when I have my Pass. But uh, I hadn't been in a couple months and, oh, just just so you know – um, This is going to be full spoiler talk and everything. So if you want to be surprised about what's in Super Nintendo World and, you know, the Mario Kart ride and some of the other aspects of it, just turn back now. This whole episode is going to just get into my day at the park. And I essentially was going – because I basically had to renew my uh, card and renew my pass or whatever um, last week. And, yeah, I just was like, well, I haven't been in a couple months. And I'll just go – because usually – if I'm doing sort of like a half day universal, just want to ride a couple of rides sort of thing, that's that's kind of how it goes, where it's like, I'll just go, I'll ride Jurassic, Mummy, Transformers, you know, and that's and then I eat lunch, and then that's kind of it. You know, I think anybody who has a pass at a theme park knows the sort of small joy of like kind of being able to casually go to a theme park and 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 do that kind of thing. It's very you know, it's it's one of the perks I think of like living close to theme parks, you know, growing up I worked at Disneyland, but I also had a pass and so I remember in high school all the time we would like go in the morning and then see how long we could go on rides easily until it got too crowded and stuff like that. But um yeah, for those who don't know Super Nintendo World is there there's one in Japan, but it's you know, it's Mario, it's Luigi, it's Princess Peach, it's Bowser, it's it's all your butt, it's all your Nintendo buddies and it's kind of interesting that there was this partnership struck between Universal and Nintendo, but then it sort of makes sense because, you know, this April we're going to be getting the Mario movie from Illumination, which they do the Minions and Minions is a huge part of Universal, so it sort of all starts to all the dots sort of start to connect and make sense for why, you know, Super Nintendo World is part of uh Universal Studios and Yeah, it was very funny because, yeah, it was like going to the park just to be like, all right, I'm going to fix this after, you know, whatever with my pass. And I'm like, all right, I'll just ride a couple of rides. And I knew Super Nintendo World was opening soon. I just unfortunately didn't get to do one of the signups. And the signup process was kind of a mess anyway. So I was just like, eh, you know, I have a pass. I'll I'll let, you know, people who want to go more go first. And, you know, I'm not going to try and, you know, sneak in there or whatever. But then it sort of ended up doing that because I, yeah, it was a Monday. So I had the day off work. And I just started, you know, I was, I, whenever I go to Universal Studios and I don't know if anyone else does this, but I usually make a beeline for the Jurassic ride. That's kind of the thing I do first to kick off my day. And then I kind of do everything else from there. But, um, yeah, when I went down, because essentially the Super Nintendo world is to the left of Transformers, I was like, I'm just going to go check out, you know, like just, you know, maybe see if I can get a peek or, you know, whatever. And that, well, people are just walking right on in. And I was like, all right. You know, it was just sort of that thing of like, are they going to check? Like, you know, oh, can I use my Platinum Pass be like, front of the line? You know, whatever. But no, they're just letting people in. And I shouldn't have been surprised because Universal does uh, uh, the different thing that they do that's different from Disney. Well, I don't know, necessarily, but just from the outside, it seems like Universal does a lot of soft launches. Like, even when... Back in 2019, when I went to the Jurassic World ride, you know, to ride the new ride, we essentially, like, I remember going at least, like, a week or so before, like, any official, because I ended up going to the premiere, which was, like, at the end of July, and I think it was, like, the middle of July when the Jurassic World ride was, like, just starting to let people on and stuff. So, I shouldn't have been surprised, and maybe that was, like, my subconscious being, like, just go walk over there and check it out, you know, maybe you know maybe something like maybe you'll be able to get in or or they're letting a small select number of people in or something like that So and again spoilers you know as we go into it but you know there's the huge Super Nintendo World logo and then of course it's a tunnel or a tube tunnel tube it's a tube that's a tunnel and then you just that was such a smart design choice, because again, I think a lot of people were looking at like the japan uh Super Nintendo world or looking at you know my thing all the time and in with theme parks is that you it's so hard to judge the you know what's gonna go on uh at a theme park by videos. It feels like you're kind of only capturing one dimension of the experience and things that might seem a little lackluster. Or, you know, on video, I think it it doesn't do it quite justice for when, you know, you walk through this tunnel, you walk through the green tube, and then, like, boom, you're in Super Nintendo World. You're in a, you know, multi-storied, layered, busy, full-on Super Mario World. Like, it feels like you're stepping into, like, the map or, like, any, I mean, truly any level from a Mario game, you know, especially... I feel like they're really definitely like leaning towards the 2D world of things, but, um, it's been a minute since I've played, you know, any particular Mario game. Although I did get the, the, the classics package on switch with super Mario 64 and super Mario sunshine. Like those are the two biggest Mario games I played as well as, uh, this new super Mario world for the 3DS, I believe was the one that I played but, you know, I, growing up, I obviously was like a huge, I'm, I, I've always been a Nintendo kid for the most part. Well, that's not true. I was, I was a Nintendo kid from uh, the N64 onwards, like the GameCube and the N64 were my systems growing up. But, um, yeah, it's kind of breathtaking truly with like Peach's Castle and again, you know, Bowser's Castle, a lot of castles And uh, I just want to break down the park really quickly in a way that, you know, kind of kind of you can wrap your head around where it's the main ride and really the only ride is the Mario Kart ride. And then you have four mini games, as I like to call them. They're kind of they're basically carnival games, um, which I'll explain a little bit more in a second. And then there's the restaurant, the Toadstool Cafe, which I did not go to. So I won't have any, uh, you know, food reviews or anything like that of, of that. And then there's kind of just the general. I just hit the mic. And then there's kind of just a general land that you can sort of participate and enjoy um, using a armband. And so this is kind of a new concept for me, you know, as far as this goes. But essentially, for a separate price, I believe it was forty bucks, um, which you know, I, I so I mean, I I'll jump ahead of like, you know, it's 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 really funny because, you know, I listen to podcasts the ride, and when you look when you listen to like when when they talk about like the history of Walt Disney and how much he hated carnivals and circuses and those kind of things, it is interesting to think that we're sort of circling back to this idea of, you know, I mean, you know, we don't need to go into like Disney and all the, you know, and you have to pay for fast pass or lightning lanes and all that stuff. But it is interesting that, like they're finding ways to you know, monetize or, or add additional charges on things. I mean, it you know, but I, I will say this for Super Nintendo world, it makes sense that in general, this is a very interactive land. It's a video game franchise. So it makes sense that they want to have some interactivity, you know, and, and again, on podcasts, they talk all the time about, you know, the difference between theme parks and we grew up where, you know, we're sort of reliving these adventures, but, you know, we're a viewer. Whereas nowadays they try to put you in the perspective. They try to give you a task. And I know that's, I know that ultimately like some people aren't going to like that. And I think that's, you know, a fair assessment. You know, uh, you know, for the Super Mario Kart ride, I really enjoyed it. I really loved it. It's just very overwhelming because you're, you know, you're trying to, you're wearing the AR glasses. You're trying to shoot, um, you know, the shells to, you know, get them characters who are actually in the AR headset, you know, you're trying to shoot them. And then also there's a fully, you know, fully decorated dark ride on the inside uh, that you're racing around. And so it's all these levels and like if we're just gonna get into comparing things, like if you're to compare it to like the Buzz, uh, the Buzz Lightyear carnival game thing or The more recent uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Labs ride as well, too, where you're shooting the wrist things. I would say the Mario Kart ride is the best version of these kind of arcade-like game ride, dark ride situations, because it's like I was saying about the land itself, the form fits the function. It makes sense that if you're in a Mario Kart ride, you do want to be, there is a joy in shooting shells and collecting coins. Like that is so awesome. And yes, again, you know, there's this special armband that you can purchase to play the carnival games and things like that. But again, it, it it gives it, it's, I don't know, it feels like such a hybrid of everything. And at least I think if you are somebody who plans on visiting the park a lot, the nice thing about buying the armband, which I got Princess Peach, is that you can use it, um, you know, every time. So, and what's really cool about it is that you can connect it to the Universal Parks app and you can go on quests. You can collect stamps. Like this is the kind of stuff that I feel like if you're a kid, it's, it's like a whole other layer and it feels like it's almost like an evolution of, the Harry Potter wand stuff in that part of the park, you know, there is, there is a supreme joy in getting to, you know, hit your hand on the, on the blocks and hear the like, ba-ding, but ding but ding and get the coins. Like that, there's just like, you know, for, for a, a certain generation, or, I mean, I guess Mario at this point has transcended multiple generations. There's just like, that hearing those things and seeing those colorful shapes it, you know they really didn't tone anything down it really feels like you've stepped into you know super mario world mario party mario kart you know all those sorts of um those sort to me those feel like the defining characteristics of the land i mean especially where it's like you're just looking at a full princess peach's castle like straight from Super Mario 64 like that was truly uh that was is like staggering like i just was like this is makes me so happy and so again to reiterate you have the Super Mario Kart ride and then you have the four carnival games which i did 3 out of the 4 because again this was considered sort of a tech rehearsal day and they were doing, you know, tests on things and stuff. Like, one of the games I, like, was one of, like, there was only a handful of people that got to do before they closed it. But they're all kind of various stuff, you know. I I mean, I don't need to go into super detail, but one of them is hitting POW blocks to have a certain timing. And one of them is um, making a Goomba, like, you're, like, twisting a thing to make sure the Goomba is, like, standing so he doesn't fly off. And there's um, a thwomp, you know, the big, like, Rock guys that like smash down. Like there's a like a matching kind of puzzle Tetrisy type game. And so, you know, I think those would be cool enough as is, but with the armband, again, you're collecting points and like trophies and keys and things like that. And I actually unfortunately didn't think to collect one of the the prize from getting three of the keys. So I have to go back and do that. I actually almost went today as of this recording. I was like, maybe I'll go back, but I I noticed that a lot of the stuff was closed today. So the Jurassic ride was closed today for some reason. So uh I didn't go back. But you know, I'm obviously have a pass. So I definitely want to go back. But it was very exciting. It was very overwhelming. Again, it's my first time going. I only went on the Mario Kart ride once, but I enjoyed it. And I could, that feels like a ride that would be so much fun to go with friends where you're just like, you're all in the cart together. Maybe you're in a separate cart because I did like that, that ride, you know, the, the it's twofold where it like, it's a little bit slower than I thought it would be, but it makes sense because there's so much going on that you want to be able to focus and hit, you know, hit it, hit all the other racers with your Koopa shells and stuff like that. um, so it's kind of like a mixed thing there, but I, it feels like something that the more you go on it, maybe like the, you know, it just feels like you'll get better at it. And I just feel like it's, and I think there's like enough there in that ride that if you don't necessarily want to focus on that, I, I mean, the, the literal fact is they built Rainbow Road. Like, I, like I'm in total like, uh, like in that that was like a moment on the ride where I was like, I had to just be like, you know set down the set down the koopa shells and just be like in awe of that we're getting you know that we got this super you know the super nintendo world and it was just really awesome One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all And yeah, I mean, I don't
0: know. I mean, how long have I been going for? I've only been going for 15 minutes, but I mean, it's, you know, it's, this is first impressions, you know, this is really the first impressions of the land. I, you know, one of the interesting things that I think is this new dynamic with theme parks and creating more interactive experiences, you know, not just on rides, but you know, apps and things like that is, you know, this is a new era for this kind of thing. And You know, it it is unfortunate that, you know, you get charged extra for some of this stuff. And, but, you know, it's, I guess the hope is, you know, you return and visit. And, and the thing about the Super Nintendo world is not only do you, you know, use the armband and you get to interact with all these things in the park, all these great Easter eggs, and you get to basically be Mario and hit the, you know, hit the blocks and hear the coin sounds, but then also, those coins are translated into the app. And then a friend of the show, Diana, she mentioned to me that you can actually use that armband as an amiibo and put your coins in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So, like, there's a translation into other aspects. And in the park, as well as on the app... There is a live updating rankings, not only of yourself. So, like, I literally saw my name, Stramo, you know, uh, my username on there. Like, I saw that in the park on the, you know, on the screen, like, of the rankings of how many coins and things collected. But also, because the armbands, you get Mario, Toad, Yoshi, Luigi, Daisy. Did I say Mario and Peach? Yeah. And so, they have, like, team rankings. So, then it collects all the different, like, teams that you're on. To, you know, to give rankings for that. So it's like, I I kind of admire the part, inherently part of the creation of this world of that they want you to come back again and again, which is pretty cool. Because, yeah, how do you create new experiences? And so I like that idea of hopefully, maybe there's kind of ever evolving things. And I would love it if they put more armband stuff throughout the park. I would love that personally. And I still have to go back, obviously, because I haven't been to the Toadstool Cafe. I went to the Jurassic Cafe uh, this last time. I had to go. It was so funny. It was like really cold and kind of rainy. And I was like, I'm still going to go on the Jurassic ride uh, because I can't not go to Universal. And if the ride's open, I can't not go to the park. So uh, that's about it. I was very excited that I just sort of inadvertently got to go. you know, I felt very lucky that I got a, got to sneak in there. But let me know if you're planning on going. Let me know if you've also got managed to sneak in during these tech. Re- it's not sneaking in; they're letting everybody in uh, during these tech rehearsals. But uh, and you know, it just makes me think like there's so much you could do with this technology that I could see them implementing in Jurassic stuff as well too. You know, Universal is such a place that's near and dear to my heart. I'm so glad that I've had a pass for. I mean, now going on, because Karen and Georgia gave me my first pass in 2018. And yeah, I'm just so thankful that I have been able to go and just sort of make it part of my, you know, daily routine and stuff like that. I talked to Megan Baker recently back on the pod. That episode will be coming out shortly. You know, she was the original who inspired me to just go, you know, this idea that if you live in a place that's with a theme park and and if it's something that you really want to do, making it sort of part of your routine because it's it's just a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to keep going back to Super Nintendo World. But if anybody has any other specific questions that I can answer, obviously hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Stephen Ray Morris or in our Facebook group, See Jurassic Right?, uh, I really miss you guys. I've been <laughs> been working at editing on things and stuff. You know, it's just... It, you know, it's... Uh, last year was, was... I mean, it was a shit show for most people, so I don't have to go into it. But I miss you. There's a lot of great episodes in the can that I'm working on. And I hope to see you out there because, you know, just because we don't have a new Jurassic movie on the horizon doesn't mean there's a lot... There isn't a lot of awesome Jurassic Park stuff coming up. It's the 30th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. We're, like... We have to think that we're going to do something fun this year. I just know it. And also uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous was nominated for a GLAAD award. Um, and that's really amazing. And I just couldn't be prouder to be a Jurassic Park fan. So there's a lot of great stuff coming up. Lots of cool things. Jurassic Park has been around for 30 years. That's wild. And yeah, I hope to see you very soon. So thanks everyone for listening. Bye-bye. Waha! Let's a go!